here. Welcome to episode 33 of the Wavy New Yorker podcast. I'm out here in Brooklyn in Park Slope with one of my best friends in the whole wide world, my guy, my wingman, my team captain, I guess at some point. Some my point, boy, Jonathan Pinheiro. Welcome to the pod. It's been a minute. Sorry. Yeah, I don't remember the last podcast I was on. I Maybe think like the last time like I had you was like when three. We the one with Andy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the like, their Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah, that was years ago. Ages. So much has changed between <laughs> now and then. If only I knew. <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> so much has happened between crazy. now and then. But uh, now, Was I still single? Yeah, I don't even know. That's how long That's it's been. Long it was, right? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had a girl, but damn. But yeah. How's everything been? Good? Uh, good. Very good. You're in Not summer great. now? You got summer off? Well, for the most part, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of, yeah, but from teaching. So for those of you guys that don't know, my boy JP teaches in what you call what looks like a prison, but it's actually a New York City <laughs> public school. And uh, he does that, you know, Monday through Friday. So the only good part about being a teacher is they get summers off. Otherwise, they're dealing with delinquent, the future criminals of tomorrow. <laughs> so Not really. There's, there's good, there's there's good, good students kids. everywhere. I'd hope every, so. Every school has their sour apples, but it's just pub, New York City public schools. It's, it's so overwhelmed with, with bodies that, like, honestly, there's just bad eggs everywhere. You can't beat it, no matter can't what high it. school you go to. I hear you, man. I hear you. But yeah. other than that, it's, it's cool. I like dealing with the kids. I like kids. That's why I like coaching so much. I'm going to get into that a little later. Anyway, anything fun happened this week? I know this week. I'm, I, I'm, I'm exhausted, bro. I'm exhausted. It's Wednesday. I'm exhausted. This exhausted. It's, it's, been it's been a crazy. draining week, and nothing's been popping. We had this Amazon Prime week. That shit was trash. I actually I checked bought that a golf, the you got golf the, thing you see. Oh, uh, so you got a golf cart. See, that makes sense, though. <laughs> see, but, like, that's the type of things that are on Amazon Prime week. You'll find, like, an, an unusual thing. Like, yeah, get this Amazon uh, golf cart for... Twenty dollars. You're like, oh, that's a good deal. <laughs> like, you're the only person that probably finds that useful. Nah, it was like, it's like a hundred and forty dollar golf cart. I got it for like seventy. Yeah, but like, who else really? I mean, niggas golf, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of niggas don't go. Nah, I, well, a lot of people don't go. I'm golfing. I got into it because of the whole baseball thing. I think it's an awesome sport. It's I respect like, y'all. I'm like too competitive for it. I mean, right now I still suck, but like you're getting better. I mean, in a year I shoot like low nineties. Which is all right, I, I would say. Over you know, how many holes? Like 18? Over 18. 18? Holes. Not that bad. Okay. But you know, maybe I'll be on tour in 10 years. You know? We'll see. <laughs> That's the goal. It's never too late. It's never I, too late, though. That's why I bought this car. Never Amazon too late. Amazon Prime hooked it up. Yeah, Amazon. Shout out to Amazon, man. <laughs> the only cool thing I saw, they had this sleeping bag. And I thought it was stupid, actually. But now that I think about it, it's kind of lit, too. Low case, a sleeping bag where you can stick your arms out and walk around in it. So basically, you could be in your sleeping bag and you'd be like, yo, you know what? I don't want to sleep no more, but I want to be in my sleeping bag. So you could play Xbox <laughs> in your sleeping bag. It has so holes, like a, giant, like a, a giant Snuggie, snuggie but yeah. your, your legs and arms are coming out all over the place, like uh, through the sides. Wherever you want your legs to come out at, it's coming out. That, that's actually like so stupid, but so, so stupid, smart. but people probably bought it during Prime Week, man. And now, before we get into the more important things, there's something else you're very famous for. Yeah, social media phenomenon with these <laughs> bagel reviews. For those of you guys that do not know, my boy Jonathan does the only, one and only New York City bagel reviews, which I'm not going to lie. I look forward to seeing it whenever he does it, which is almost every every other day almost now. <laughs> and he goes the bagel spots all over the city. 
all over this the, the tri-state area, man. Yeah, today I went to Long Island. This guy actually. was in Long Island. And, Did you see the one today? The one, I saw it before <laughs> I came, and I was like, was wow. Fired. Apparently, it was one of the best bagels you've had in a, quite some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I went to Bagels R Us recently because the kids in my organization. Wait, this place is called Bagels R Us. No, no, no. I'm just giving, like, a Make little Make sure you speak story. it to the mic so you don't lose my all bad. your audio. I got, like, a little backstory is... uh. Since I coach like the youth baseball, the kids follow me on Instagram, so they see my bagel reviews all the time. So they give me suggestions, like they either shoot shoot me a DM or like sometimes they see me at practice and be like, "Yo, you gotta try this." So I went to Bagels R Us and it was like an eight point three, I think I gave it. I write wow. them down now. Yeah. And then today I was in Long Island uh, for USA baseball trials for thirteen and fourteen year olds, and when I got there an hour early, and there was a bagel place down the road, and it was called. Um, uh, bagel, bagel, my way cafe. Bagel, my way cafe. Cafe. That's exactly wow. the name of it. Bagel, my way cafe. I remember in the start of the thing. I'm <laughs> like, yo, I'm definitely gonna say how lit this name is, <laughs> and it made me think of Fetty Wap too. <laughs> like, okay, so I was just bugging in the video, but uh, it was mad good. They made it just how I like it. So like, I started doing it. I did it the first time, just being stupid, kind of, just being funny or silly. And some people found it funny. Some people thought it was, like, clever. And then the second time I did it was more so to annoy my girlfriend, Nicole. Oh, I see. Because she was like, people are going to make fun of you. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny. And then it grows to show that, like, some people actually think it's funny. Of course, there's people that make fun of you, I whatever hate, you do. Yeah, yeah you're going to have haters. Yeah, you ain't got no haters. You yeah. Or whatever. That's, but I literally don't care about that stuff. So I just think it's funny. And then it's more funnier that, like, kids and parents and people are actually hitting me up, like, Go to this place. Go to that place. Or like, like they like watching yeah. it. So it's kind of funny. But today, yeah, that was an eight point four. And I mean, for those of you that don't know, he gets every same thing he orders at every bit. Yeah. So he's holding everybody to the same the same standard. standard. So the standard is everything bagel. Bacon and egg, no cheese. No cheese, yeah. No Everybody cheese. complains about me not getting cheese. I like cheese. Like, there's places that I've gotten it with cheese, like yeah. like Bagel Pub, which has my highest yeah, rating. Gotcha. Bagel right? Pub is valid. But Park Slope. but I uh, I prefer it without the cheese. Like, I would give a more realistic score you know without what? the cheese. I understand with a bagel, I would actually prefer it without the cheese. Yeah. Maybe in a roll. I, I'm, if it's a roll, there's no whole. Yeah. But I, I rate the, the whole sandwich, not just the bagel. So people yeah. know, like, I know, like, Diker Bagels is a good bagel place. But yeah. I think their bacon and egg is whack. Trash. But you know what's funny about that is that it's very important. The, yeah. the, 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 the meat and the egg is... Yeah. Faithful component to the damn sandwich. Yeah, like today, the egg was done over easy, like mm -hmm. how I like it. I didn't request it that way. They just, I don't, it. They just did it that way. It was over easy, and the bacon was chewy. It That's was perfect. The only know. bad knock I had on it was the bagel was tiny, and they put OD salt pepper. Oh, uh, like on the ba on the sandwich, on yeah, the eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's OD. You don't need all that. But yeah, I mean that's just what it is. I mean, I think that's how it is. You gotta rate the bagel separately. You you gotta rate them both together. Obviously, what you're doing. But you got to look at them like, all right, this bagel's really good. But <laughs> if, the, if the meat is trash, it's trash, man. So after your bagel review, let's just talk about your, 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 your coaching stuff. Because I think this is what a lot of people don't know about you. Some people do. But uh, so you coach on a lot of levels, a lot of different organizations. Today you were coaching with? USA Baseball. USA Baseball. United States <laughs> of America. Yeah, baseball. like the United States of America. So this is yes. like a, the youth team. Yeah, so, so like, tryouts? yeah, so USA Baseball has, uh, 
obviously like you have the world classic with mm. the professionals but that goes down the ranks too so you have kind of like with soccer and stuff yes like exactly okay. so you have your usa college team your usa 18u team your usa 16u team your gotcha. usa your usa 14 13 like all the way down yeah like every actually other it's only my bad let me take that back it's a 12u team a 14u team a 16u team 18u college pro gotcha right so what we did today it's it, it's basically they host a giant tournament usa mm. they try to get the best kids from this region our region being the north atlantic region okay. which is what i was working with gotcha and uh then we pick take the best talent of players and we put them on one team for the gotcha. tournament they play in the tournament and based on what the scouts of usa like they invite 40 players from the entire tournament back Okay. For a tryout to represent the United, the United States. States. So yeah. it's a big, big. This is just the beginning level. Yeah, this is just like a like a ve- like a very small right, level to a bigger level. picture. Yeah, this yeah, is, this is a regional, regional level. level. Yeah. Gotcha. But these kids are still got to be pretty good to be here. Y- yes, yes, hundred percent. Like to 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 get to this uh like little regional to decide who goes to North Carolina for the tournament is is literally the last step before actually going to the gotcha. complex. So, so what do you what do these kids actually do? To, like what do you guys like actually partake in today? Exactly. Uh, well, like, like how do you like uh, what's evaluate the players? Eva- exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, evaluating players, it's kind of tough. It's weird when you got to say you're evaluating a 13 or 14 year old. Yeah. But this is what travel baseball has become. Mm-hmm. It's become like kids are getting recruited now, younger and younger. Same in basketball, same in football, yeah. in all sports. Kids are committing when they're in eighth grade. They're like, yo, he got it. And yeah, exactly. They just have that if factor and you could just see the development, like the way technology is strength training, like the information the kids have now is way better than we've ever yeah, had. So it's and, and, it, and it's showing. But um, to evaluate, it's like we got to put them through a showcase setting. So you get like some combine testing numbers, just like the NFL. We do the same for baseball. Like so you get your yeah, you get like your 60 yard dash time, which gotcha. tells us their speed. Then we did today a, a first to third, so gotcha. we can see their quickness on the bases. Gotcha. Then you do a simple infield outfield, where where you're just watching them field ground balls, catch fly balls, throw to first, throw to second, and you just evaluate the tools. Gotcha. That, and you just go, does he have a strong arm? Uh, is he in his legs? Are like you this guys, like, obviously using, are you using radar as a time? How far? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We have radar guns on site. Okay. We have laser timing. So it's not like, just everything. Like objective. No, no, okay. no, no. Everything it's not, is No, it's, 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 it's measurables. We actually, like, USA actually has a leaderboard. Like, we had an iPad there, like, okay. logging in information. It in. And then, like, scouts have access to it for, oh, that's awesome. for up. So if they want to find out this kid's 60-yard dash time, they just look on the USA database and boom. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So would you say all of the kids at this event are like kind of in that fast lane towards at least playing college baseball, you would say? Or it's still too early to tell? Um, no, definitely. Like it, they definitely have the talent, most of the players that were there to play college baseball somewhere. There's a college baseball somewhere for everyone. Yeah. It's just a matter if they want to continue to play. A lot of kids don't want to play division three or division two like they just yeah. decide that if they don't want to play one, anymore yeah <laughs> exactly basically <laughs> and that shouldn't always be the case because like we know our college experience was awesome yeah luckily we got a division one experience but yeah probably some I, lit d2s out yeah there exactly like i have friends that played d2 d3 and when i played indie ball I, all the guys on that professional team were all from different 
different schools, NAI, D1, D3s, yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah. And everybody talks about their college experience being awesome. So, like, yeah. I don't want to... Just a I label. People like, don't like yeah. it. I'm like, oh, you D2. Yeah, like like how we called the muggles, muggles. The, the, the non-athletic people. Oh, NARPs. No, 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 NARPs, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. I never looked down at a D2, like, track a co- dude. A, co- a, a, college, a college scholarship to be an athlete is... Is awesome. Yeah, like, and it's, also it's, it's not something no, everybody could do. Yeah, exactly. So you're part of like a limited percentile. Like, why wouldn't you be want to be part of that? Yeah. and get free schooling. Yeah, like, at absolutely. That. Most importantly, you know. So that's why kids need to play sports, and then and I think that's why baseball should grow a little bit more in New York. So I have a good question for you, uh, and I don't know if you're able to really tell this from this event per se. How many of those kids at this uh, event were actually like city kids, like inner city kids, or were they mainly like? Oh, like so that's kind of <laughs> okay. So that's kids. a good question. So this one, like, luckily with the USA, like they're spread out, and yeah. the guy that runs it, Chris Reyes, who runs like uh, athlete uh, player development, a good friend of mine, uh, and he brought me down. Um, uh, he does his social media following is is really Pretty solid. It's so the outlet to Brooklyn, Staten Island. It you know, there was players. Yeah, there was players from all over. This is the entire North Atlantic okay, region. Okay. There was kids from the Bronx. There was kids from Queens. So those kids from- are making it to this. And yeah, yeah, they're, they're getting their way like there. The they're getting their way there. So that, that there's, but again, it's still a small number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of minority players, as okay. a as a term to, if you want to say the wider players, yeah. if that's what we're getting to, but. There's still that opportunity was available yeah. to them. It There's wasn't still a little there. bit of representation. Yeah, it wasn't not there. Yeah. And, you know, it was just a lack thereof if, like, they don't, they're not, not interested in baseball yeah. or, you know. They the means to get there they just, And they didn't have the means to get there if they're, like, really inner city. Like. Yeah. So, that's interesting. That's interesting. But what would you say is the reason for that? Like, why is – because, I don't know. I, I, I guess growing up in New York – and I think we're going to get to this later. Things have changed, I feel like, with sports and, like, youth sports in general. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like growing up, especially, like, you know where I live. I live, like, near Bushwick. So I used to be, like, mad, like, Spanish kids playing baseball and all of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not for nothing. Like, everybody played some type of sport. And now it feels like, to some level, as you go up in age, that starts to dwindle. And there's, they're not being represented at the next level, I feel like. Do you notice that at all, or is that just me, like, seeing things? Like, no, I mean, in the baseball world, or are you yeah. just saying sports world oh, sports in general? Sports in general, but what's it like in baseball world, I so guess? So, baseball world, like, for I guess for me, I, I, I got the luxury of experiencing, like, the luxury. No, I wouldn't say the luxury side of baseball, but I say uh, I would say the more privileged kids yeah. to uh, play like baseball. Like the teams and you played with. And yeah, no, not the teams I played with or just teams I coached. Okay. So, for example, like, I grew up in the Brooklyn Bonnie organization, yeah. which Shout you probably, yeah. Uh, and when I, at the time when I was playing, like, you only needed to play 450, 450 50 bucks for, for your jersey that you didn't get to keep. Oh, okay. But you got to play a whole summer of games and then add a couple tournaments in there for a few hundred dollars. Yeah. I would probably I would spend no more than probably eight hundred and fifty dollars a year on baseball. Yeah, which isn't that bad. By the time I was fifteen. For an extracurricular that's not yeah, bad at all. Yeah, right? Now, like for the example for I don't know, like there's some organizations like uh, I, I'm not gonna call people out on here, yeah. but there's organizations that charge like thirty five hundred to four grand to play for just a summer. Oh my god. In their organization. Really? Yeah. yeah. And uh uh, there's some uh, organizations that charge 2000 or lower. So, like, uh, the organization I'm in right now, the New York Prospects, I would say it's about 1200 to play. Okay, so not the table. worst. No, but then you got to add tournaments. When you okay. add that stuff up, it adds, adds up. up. 
Yeah, but I'm saying there's organizations that start at like three grand, three grand without tournaments, without nothing. Like it's crazy. So like it's all different. Well, but but can I let me let me let me let me try and understand if they're paying three grand, are they getting more than like per se what you were getting with the Bonnies? Like is there like hey we're getting access to this state of the art? This we're going to most of most of most of them are so like uh like for example my organization with your uh fifteen hundred to two two grand in registration fees or whatever you guarantee th- three practices a week during the off season uh hour of hitting okay. hour and a half of defense hour and a half of speed and agility three times a week okay. and that goes all through into all that covers Throughout you all the all way from round. january all year round to we finish in october okay with so practices year, yeah. and we always have a professional instructor at practice whether it's myself or a guy named greg belson who is uh uh, like a seven to ten year uh, minor league pitcher, he was very good. He so was actually, a, yeah, and, and he was a a sports agent for Aces oh, okay. at one time. So his his knowledge in baseball is really up there, okay. and he's willing to learn. He's actually like a little bit of a mentor to me. So you, you when I first started coaching, like you know, him and Chris Reyes, they like show me ways of thinking, how to be better as a coach, and then you know, picking off of each other like yeah. different styles and stuff like that. So like I'm not one minded either with my coaching. Like I'm willing to listen and change and learn and things, adapt, which is important. But for like the baseball, like the 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 gap is huge. So like for 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 example, I coach at Lincoln High School. Majority of my players are black or Hispanic. Yeah. This is, I, I I have one white kid on the team. Yeah, this but that's year. just based on the demographic of where the yeah, school yeah, is. Yeah, too exactly. And exactly. And then the team I coach in Staten Island, I have only two Spanish kids, and the rest are all white kids. Yeah. But. Uh, I give the same knowledge to both groups. Yeah. So it's it's benefit for me. I always want to feel like I'm not going to look back on the Bonnie's organization. Like I go back and help whenever I can. Yeah. And uh, if I could help out, whether it's like playing open games or going back to the clinics or yeah. getting some of their kids to come to my high school and learn from me from at Lincoln High School to play baseball yeah. and get better and get scholarships and stuff like that. It, it, it feels good to know that I'm giving both knowledge and same not looking level, back. Not because yet. I want to expand my coaching career. One yeah. of the reasons I stopped, uh, I w- didn't coach like a Bonnie team going forward and I moved to the prospects because I wanted to make a career in coaching. Yeah. And it was one of the moves I needed to do. And now I've, now I know what travel baseball coaching is like. And, and it gives you an opportunity to see network new things and, now, yeah. and meet people and I'm meeting people. And now look, you know, I'm working a USA event. Like yeah. these are all by networking through coaches. And then obviously being, having the credentials behind my coaching helps yeah. too. That's interesting. That's crazy. There's yeah. a lot into this. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy world. So I have a, I have a good question. So like since you're mainly with youth, how involved are the parents and I guess you could see it since you've grown up. Like, has it changed, like, how parents are involved in youth sports now, um, especially in youth baseball, compared to when you were, like, I would coming say, up? I would, say, I would say parents are way more involved because it's way more expensive. Yeah. So, like, they want to know. For me, like, when my – I guess my parents – luckily, I had parents that always wanted to come to my games. So, yeah. I, you know, like, God bless them. Like, they always came. Like, if they could come, they were coming. Like, even now, if I play a men's league Bro, game – we ran track and your parents. Yeah, they yeah. Track me. Yeah, you, you know, track. like, if, yeah. I, if I played a men's league game right now, like, my mom and dad would want to go to the game because they just love baseball like yeah. that. Like, this is a baseball house. Yeah. So – that's kind of like funny in itself but like for the most part like with other things they didn't come to like the games that were like really far away mm-hmm. 
so my parents just you know they paid their fee and they they took me to practice yeah and that was that was like you know yeah. like now you got parents that hang around at practice like oh, it's so different it from the because they want to make sure their money's worth it and at the same time i don't blame them yeah i, I understand but sometimes they got to take a little bit of a back seat space back yeah it, a little bit of back space because sometimes it hurts the kids like yeah part of our evaluation process with usa baseball today we were going through with kids and I, I hope that if uh, when I post this on Instagram later, the kids listen to this, what I'm saying right now. Yeah. We could cut. We could, uh, we could, we could highlight uh, this extract. Yeah. So like <laughs> one of the evaluations that college coaches, pro coaches, like anyone looks for is how your parents treat you or yeah. like how babied are you or oh, how sheltered you are. Really? So like, for example, if a kid walks into the complex with his parents holding his equipment, like oh, okay. scratch his name off the list, he's done. Like, they he's, just look at it like, like, yo, he's yeah, privileged. He's not, 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 not that he's privileged, just like he's soft. Oh, like, okay. Why aren't you carrying your own bag, bro? Yeah, like, like this, yeah. You? And like, I, not for nothing, man. not for nothing, yeah. Mm. Even like, I would never want to get seen in that light, like my parents doing something like that. Yeah, exactly. Not, not in so front like, of my boys, not in yeah. front of like so, coaches. But, but it goes to the extreme. Like even if it's a really hot day, like yeah. we don't want to see your parents bringing you a water, like okay. into the dugout. Like you should have came prepared with like three waters. Yeah. Like what do you mean? Exactly. You know, like I, occasionally it happens. Like uh, like maybe your travel coaches are a lot. Like like you come in and and get water or mm. sometimes I let it in when it's crazy but like for the most part we don't you don't want that because if coaches see that college coaches yeah. it's immediately a big scratch especially if it's personal like they just go up to you like it's oh, it could be really okay. bad so sometimes parents got to stay take that Keep step that back distance, yeah but I understand like parents watching I, I I hear some parents stick around in my practices because they just say they want to learn yeah yeah which is fine. which is cool I and think you just got to learn from afar though almost you know yeah, what I mean no, I know I never really, uh, thank God I haven't really gotten too into it with parents ever. Like, yeah. Of course, I have had parents that disagree with me. But you don't have the LeVar but Ball. But I never have, I don't, yeah, I don't have no arguments or a LeVar Ball. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't, thank <laughs> God. But, like, don't get me wrong, in Staten Island, it can be that way with, like, certain groups. But, uh, no. So, yeah. And, th and, again, this goes to the difference in baseball. Like, there's a, I, I don't want to say that there's a lot of complaints, but, like, when they they pay that much there is a lot of pl complaints that come with it and there's yeah. less complaints in an organization like the bonnies because the kids are just happy they're playing like yeah. travel baseball like all over the place yeah you know like when i was a kid i was happy that i went over a bridge to play baseball yeah. now these kids like they go to georgia they go to th like they're flying all over the place like i've never like seen anything like it like when i played it was a privilege to like to travel to <laughs> you had to like win a tournament to then go to the next tournament yeah, not yeah. just enter a tournament to enter it so really like that's where baseball's changed okay. a little bit and they're just traveling all over so yeah basically, it's crazy because of that do you feel like basically if you're good you're gonna get noticed now at this level like it's easier to get noticed I, if you're traveling all over i think how i think how can you not like yeah. look at it, social media like yeah. anyone that posts you like uh, anything like if even if you get like a million views that's a million people that saw your face your yeah. thing like maybe one person liked you maybe 50 people liked you. There's like, way more exposure. Yeah, exactly. There's just way more outlets to see things. Like, if I scroll through my, like, story because I like all sports stuff, yeah. like, I run into kids' random Instagram pages and I see a kid swing. I'm like, that kid's nice. And then I click his page and I look at it again and I try to, like, find out where that kid is or, like, gotcha. is he in New York? Like, why haven't I seen this kid play? Like, gotcha. I'm, I know that sounds creepy in a little bit. Nah, but, nah, that's just what it but, is. But, like, though. I'm just that interested in baseball to, to know, like, who's the next best prospect or, like... I, you could find out about the whole entire minor league system just by Instagram. Like, <laughs> you don't even need to go on Google anymore. Like, that's how social media is. I think the outlet for players to be seen is really out there. And if, if you're not taking advantage of, like, social media or, like, recruiting um, 
video websites like yeah. that help you get recruited. Like if you're not using those outlets, then you're just not trying. That's on you. And then on top of that, like if you're on the spectrum, you need that stuff. Yeah. But if you're just a straight up stud, They'll someone's gonna see. They're you. gonna find you. Somebody's gonna find you. Gotcha. That's interesting. Cause yeah, like. They, like all other sports are more of a like you gotta just be evaluated when opposed to like track is just the only sport where it's just like hey send my times in the mail yeah, all right, yeah it's, it's not so like easy. that it's yeah not that every other sport it's like, like you gotta you gotta showcase you gotta be there you gotta see you gotta it. be like, out there yeah, yeah. it's a it's a field game yeah and it it's a lot of failure and this is why uh, I think another reason is why uh, a lot of minorities don't play or like I would say black uh, yeah. players or African American however you want to say it but um. But when you really look back at baseball history, some of the best players that ever played were black. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, like Hank Jackie. Aaron, like uh, you look Tory Hunter, uh, Brandon Phillips, Andrew McCutcheon, like Shout out to McCutcheon. The, you, uh, Aaron Hicks. Like there's plenty. CC Sabathia. Like yeah. there's plenty of minority players that are really good, or right? yeah. if not, dominate the game. Yeah, and. Uh, I think one of the biggest problems of why it's not there is just the success in baseball doesn't come that fast. Yeah, you look at a sport like football or basketball. When the guys get drafted, overnight like, studs. They're they're overnight. Yeah, you know, Mahomes, uh, overnight studs. Yeah, overnight. Ninety-seven like, Madden. Yeah, now, one year. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of hype sport. around it. Yeah. And 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 in New York City, that's basketball rules all. Like the Knicks suck. Yeah. But everyone still loves them. Everybody still think Kevin you Durant's know? coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somehow, some way. <laughs> But it, it, it's that's that's the difference, and I think like when you see a player get drafted in baseball, just because he's a first round pick, that guy might not even make it. Yeah, and it's just it's such but, a delay. He has the best. Yeah. He has the, the best, best chance. chance to, yeah, but it's just a long process. It's just so you delayed. Give it like three, four I, years. I, I was scrolling past the MLB draft, and I was just like, "Yo, this is the most boring thing in the world." There's so many rounds. I'm like, "This kid, you're showing me his <laughs> face." Like, old half these kids are in high school. Yeah, and I'm so, like, "I'm never gonna mm-hmm. see this kid again." Like, I, and when mm-hmm. Tommy comes out, I'm like, "He has a beard now." Like, who is this guy? Yeah, it's insane. So I, I. Because I'm a baseball nerd, like, I find that cool. So, like, when I see the Major League Draft, I try to look at videos and see what I think, what prospects are going to pan out and what not. Just to, like, keep my brain thinking. And just because, again, I'm a loser with that stuff. That's insane. So, like, I look at, like, scout players or stuff like that. Or just see players get drafted. Like, my boy Joshua Palacios and Richie Palacios. Who live uh, right on 16th Street. Um, Don't give it a full address. Joshua was drafted by the Blue Jays in the fourth round. And Richie was drafted in the uh, third round by the indians okay uh and they hit me up to get batting practice or get infield work or get outfield work you know and uh like when i remember before they were even hit me up i was looking at their thing like just hoping they would get drafted because like they're from brooklyn yeah like you know they're 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 inner city kids they love baseball and like they're good people so like people like that you want to see succeed and they say the same thing about minorities players not playing like look at them they're really good like they got drafted in the third and second round and there's still a process that they yeah. need to go through before they and, can no, and, and i feel like to yeah to, to like most kids not even just black kids but the kids nowadays they want that instant like you know what i mean you want that instant fame it's like i had to work this hard just to get drafted don't tell me i gotta work harder and harder just to get to the show now like yeah it's it so becomes a, it becomes a crazy process and, and it's not more so like upsetting for the guy that's in the first round because at least he gets he's like four money. or five million yeah, you know he's getting money imagine the, the kid imagine the guy that gets drafted in the 25th round yeah and he gets only a signing voice of 20,000 bonus bonus of 20,000 like 
That's not a lot of money, man. Like guys that play guys guys that play minor league ball, guys that play in the minors. Uh, work it's two a jobs. Life. I, yeah, heard, I heard like the hotels you're sleeping <laughs> yeah. in ain't five star nah, hotels. No. At the best, you get in a La Quinto on a good day. Nah, sometimes. it's not like. Hor- <laughs> I mean, there are some horror stories, but that's yeah. more so when you go into indie ball. Like okay. what I played, like there are some horror stories, but like at least in a affiliated ball, it's some. Decent. Some luxury, some. But I'm, I'm like but like Ritz you know, you sh- like like if you're on the Brooklyn Cyclones, like yeah. after you play a night game, you're getting on a bus and you gotta like drive four hours and play another night game in somewhere else. Uh, you know, it's not like you're flying to the next thing. Like yeah. long bus rides are a part of the game. Yeah, like, so they're not flying these guys out or all over. No, not minor league teams. Definitely not. Oh, okay, so they're, they're getting on the bus, bus and you're going, going on a five hour Indiana, ride. Yeah, let's wherever. go, and right. you're gonna throw in front of four thousand people or th- maybe three hundred people. Gotcha. Depending on the town. Exactly. That's insane. And as you never realize how many like minor league stadiums there are until you drive like even through New York State or like anywhere throughout the country. But I love seeing those things. No, the stadiums are so nice. Yeah. Like especially in the little small towns, you're just like, wow, this is crazy. But like in those towns, there's nothing else to do. So like yeah, those games are actually good. And yeah, that's the difference and in baseball world. Good. So it really depends probably where you play at. Is like how much you probably like enjoy it. You know. Yeah. So I like you, the atmosphere. So you actually brought up a great point that goes into helping like what i think is going to help baseball come back a little bit in the city um so like like you said like uh what's around you like you talk about small towns like look at uh like johnstown pennsylvania is a tournament that you were playing in college there's like seven thousand people that go to watch the night games of college baseball Mm because there's nothing else to do and so those kids get exposed to playing baseball you know in new york you have so many distractions as opposed to where there's basketballs on every corner as opposed to baseball fields so i wish like baseball fields would be a lot better like i wish more i wish new york city could like put more money into public parks and make them better uh and make them nicer yeah uh things like that but one thing that is i would say for inner city kids that that there needs to be more inner city baseball programs that like pursue it like keep it pushing because then that 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 growth or expand because there's people that love baseball like uh chris rock is a great example chris rock actually has like an hbo special that's about 30 minutes long talking about black people in uh, baseball, baseball yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. actually like really funny about it and really cool about I think it I've seen and he's a, and he's a baseball lover like he's a diehard Mets fan yeah so you know there's the, it, it the love is there and what's crazy is the athleticism is there even for hispanic ball players like yeah. it, i mean we done i, I don't want to say we dominate the game but dominate the game. but most hispanics are playing baseball right now because that's all we do that's what we do 24 7 and it just needs to expand and and now that like expand uh, like that that that's happening now we're seeing more minorities more inner city things getting involved because these players that come from poverty are putting back in so it's always good to see players like give back like a dylan batanzas who came from brooklyn he's always giving back to public schools or youth service or the bonnies or like different organizations like that like it's great to see that yeah, that's, that's what you need, honestly. You know, we're gonna need it from the city as well because yeah, it's just not enough fields and like not enough like you know what I mean. Make kids want to kind of play sports and whatnot. Yeah, like I always wanted to play on a nice field. Like yeah. that was my goal. Like I never played on nice fields. Yeah. So like when I saw a nice field, I used to get pumped. You being like and, Virginia, and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like when you go to like Virginia or I Georgia, like, every every field is fire. Nice. Yeah, yep. fire. It's and not I think even everybody close. Out there takes it for granted. Close, exactly. Like I I played on some fields in college where guys are like, yeah, this field's trash. And I'm like, what? Are you are you nuts? Like the have you ever been? Mode. Have you ever been to parade grounds <laughs> in Brooklyn? I'm like bro, the grass is actually green. Not like brown. that that shit is trash. If you could catch 
catch a ground ball at Peru Grounds, you could catch a ground ball anywhere. For real. It's a dead ass insane right there. And like, uh, that's why I t- I'm so good at defense and I like coaching defense yeah, yeah. because I played on such a like shit field. Excuse my language. But yeah, it's you learn to be better. So when you walk into these situations where like when you deal with really talented players that play on, on these nice luxury fields yeah, and... I give them my New York City mindset of fielding. I feel like it helps me coaching. I'm like, yo, you got to, like, this is nice. Like, yeah. like appreciate this. Like, yeah. And it, just, and, it only gets, and it only gets worse. Like, the players that appreciate each level that they touch, yeah. those are the players that are advancing. Like, gotcha. it's the same thing with the kids from DR. The reason there that there's so many of those players are advancing is because they have nothing else. Like, you gotcha. know, they need that check. Yes. You know? And and then when they get on those nice fields, they're like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to leave this. Yeah. And they're like, and I'm not know, going back. Exactly. I'm not going back. And, to for, uh, and for a person that's here that plays in Florida, Florida every day on a nice, beautiful ball field to then go on a field that like has rocks in it. It's like, why do I want to play this? It's like, uh, there's rocks in the field. Yeah. yeah. It's just soft. Yeah. Soft. And it's like, if you don't know any better, you're going to be soft. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of a thing. That's another thing. So like, yeah, let's, let, let, let's conclude on this. Yeah. So what's the mentality like in terms of being soft? How do you feel kids in sports today are like able to deal with adversity and you know I things think, like that? Uh, that's like tough. So like you can't pick a kid's brain. Yeah. And, yeah. and and now with like all the information we know on like mental health and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, it Like, you know, things are like different now in coaching. Like it used to be a thing where coaches just yelled at you to yell at you. Yeah. You had to deal with it. Yeah. And then, you know, like now you hear these crazy stories. So you really got to like as a coach, like in terms of like your coaching career, you really got to know your players. Yeah. Like if you don't know your players, then, then yeah. you're in a bad place because, like, you got to know who you can yell at, who you need to talk to, who you need to pull to the side. Like, you yeah. need to have all these balances with your players so that you could run your program. Got you. And uh, everybody not going to take everything yeah, everybody's, the same way. Yeah, not, everybody not doesn't respond. The way I talk to my team way. in Staten Island is completely different to the way that I talk to my team in I Lincoln High School. <laughs> Gotcha. It's two different conversations in gotcha. those huddles. Gotcha. You know, and and that's just the players you with who you know, and, and you know you you know your guys, you know your and guys. You know that's, yeah, exactly. Know, knowing knowing your, your personnel. Yeah. And knowing how to deal with them. And then, in terms of adversity, like I think as a coach, our job is to to make that one kids love the game. Like I want to make these kids love baseball. Like. I want them to be big leaguers, like even the studs yeah. like that I deal with or when I go to these grades, but even the bad kids, like I just want them to play baseball and be like, yo, I love this. Yeah. Like, it, I love this shit. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's fun. Like just being in the dugout, being in that atmosphere. Because uh, there's going to be a day when you can't do it. Yeah, there's going to be a day when you can't do it. And for me, like the fact that I, I coach it, it keeps me going. Yeah. And, um, but like you got, you have to battle from adversity because baseball is a game you're failing 30% of the time. If you it's get three that. hits and 10 at-bats, you're a stud. You get you're lit. Paid, you're getting, you're getting paid by trout $400 million. You're getting in check. You know? Yeah. But it's hard to teach toughness. Like, kids have sore arms. You know, you know like, that, 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 that's what, what toughness is. Like, yeah. can you, like... There's are a difference between injury or hurt. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. There's a big difference between being injured and being hurt. And everybody and then, don't know that. Everybody then, doesn't know the dif- difference. And then it depends who you are. Like if you're if you're the guy like like and you see in the like college ranks like a guy that's a sure first rounder. Yeah. Like yeah, of course you sit out or like if he has his doubts or whatever. But if you're gonna that's on the spectrum, you got to fight you gotta for every get, inch yeah. you get, that yep. you got to get. Yeah. You know. So like, 
I always like talk about the the time I ran with my drill wired from yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah. I, I bring that. it up once an hour in, in conversation to try to like inspire my kids, but like at the same time, like that now you couldn't do this now. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We we pulled I, th- off. I thought about the other night. <laughs> I was like, yo, do you do this today? You, you're, our coach is going to jail. Yeah, <laughs> so, so a backstory from high school for me. Uh, me and Elijah were in the same high school. We ran track together. We were actually training to go to Melrose. And yeah. uh, and we were getting looked at by LIU, like, recruited. But, like, I had a baseball practice. I ran into a pole in our lunchroom, and I broke okay. my jaw in two places. So I had a jaw wired shut, and um, I couldn't eat no food for two months. I could only have – yeah, I couldn't open my mouth. I only had milkshakes and waters. That's and all insurance. I could drink. <laughs> and insurance, yeah, like, supplements and milkshakes every now and then. So, like, no food. Like, you know, at the end of it all, I lost, like, 25, 30 pounds. Yeah, you were skinny as well. But what was the crazy part is because, like, and this goes to, like, mental toughness, and this also goes to me being just, you know, kind of stupid at the same time yeah. because I just can't sit still, and that's just not who I am. Yeah. I asked the doctor, like, yo, can I still run or practice? And he goes, yeah, just either don't get hit in the face, and I guess if you run, bring a set of wire cutters. Yeah, like, he, he was like, I would advise you not to run. Yeah. He goes, but I can't control what you do out here. I'm going to tell you, you can't run. Yeah. So, you know, and I looked at my dad and my mom and I was like, yo, I want to run. Like, I, I can't lose out on too much of training. Like, yeah. that's going to hurt me. Especially in this season. It was yeah. Like, season and, and it was our senior year. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to win a city championship in baseball. We wanted to go to Mirrors yeah. and track. And I hated track. Yeah. Uh, you just know, getting uh, looks. You know, but I was you getting looks. Nice. I was good. good. You know, I just, I don't like being bad at things. Yeah. I like being the best. Whether it's a video game or yeah. a board game, I want to win. It's just it's it's bad, but that's that's who I am. But long story short, you know, I trained with the draw wire shut, and then me and you ran at Hispanic games, you and even off. and even funnier, we came late. We yeah. didn't even get to warm oh, up. I was telling my mom the other day. I actually sorry to interrupt you, but I had to track me that Saturday. I'm like, oh damn, like I'm not like I'm rushing. I'm like, this means I'm gonna run good because every time me and Jonathan are late to something, I run good. Yeah, and that's exactly so, what happened. So I remember that like. <laughs> Coach Akil was telling us, hey, uh, uh, shout out to Coach Akil, who's always on your podcast, shout too, to our guy. So, so uh, <laughs> he was like, we're driving there, and the race is going to start in like 15 minutes. So he pulls over. He's like, hey, guys, run upstairs. Go. go check in. Yeah. And we're like, holy crap. And we grab our stuff. And, and keep in mind, my jaw is wired shut. Yep. So, like, somebody needs to be on the sidelines with a set of clippers. Yeah, like, yeah. So we have my parents there that had the clippers yeah. so that if anything happened – yeah, you know, if I needed to throw up, there was no way for me to throw up. Just I got to right cut them. Down, yeah. So me and Elijah run the open 800, and we ended up both running our, like, best times. And the coach was there. And the, co- and the, and the coach uh, was and there. And I think that's when she was like, all right, <laughs> you guys are all right. Yeah, and, and what was funny about it is she had no idea. Like, when we got up there, and then, like, I felt like I was going to pass out. Remember, we had to go yeah. to the bathroom. Like, I couldn't feel my body after yeah. that race. And I ran a, what was it, two minutes, yeah, like 159 or something like that. Flat, which was solid. So you like, got, like, third in, like, the Yeah, day. we got third and in the race. And they were good runners. Like, <laughs> like if, if I could tell you the guys, that were in this day. let's just say they went on to do great things yeah so like for level. me it was crazy because like i i i could really it still feels like yesterday because i remember when i was running it i took off to run and i was like all right let's see how i feel because i didn't even know how it felt to run that fast like i was running but yeah. i was just running you never like got to go at full, full face right because i was wired shut yeah so I'm running, and the first lap we come through, whatever time we came in, I can't remember. I don't yeah. remember that detail. But I remember I felt comfortable. Yeah. 
And then I remember we always we were working on a practice that we needed to kick with 300 meters, yeah. not 200. Yeah. So I remember when we got to like the 350 mark, and you could see the clock, and I'm like, holy shit, we're on a good pace right here. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I feel all right. Yeah. Screw it. Let's that. fucking go, you know. <laughs> so I just went for it, and, and and there you go. I ended up running my great time, and then you know they found out my jaw was wired shut, and then we were like debating whether I should run again because nah. it was completely unsafe. Yeah. Whatever. So I don't think I ran after that. Nah, but you were good. Yeah, yeah you were, You did what you needed to do. <laughs> yeah, for that day. yeah. And and point I, was proven. Yeah. So the point was guy. proven. So like I just think. I'm not saying kids need to go break their jaws and go out there and compete or like break a bone and compete with broken bones, but kids gotta have the want. Yeah, you gotta to wanna there. fight, man. Yeah, you gotta you, wanna like, fight. If you're if you get a little ache and then you're like, eh, you know, I'm gonna go to the pool instead, like then you know, being a college athlete might not be for you. And I had that at camp. Uh, not sorry to interrupt, but like in my running camp, sometimes kids be like, "Yeah, I'm kind of hurt. I'm gonna do water workouts. I'm gonna do water workouts." And in my head, I'm like, "Are you doing water workouts because you're injured, or are you doing water workouts because you don't want to hurt anymore?" And you, you gotta find it. You gotta find a di- the distinction because sometimes you're cheating yourself if you're just always trying to take the alternate way you know what i mean like an easier way yeah and not necessarily and unfortunately in baseball there is no easy way like you need to work on your flaws in the game you won't get better like or you won't get better just like track and field if you're not running how are you gonna get better not gonna get better it's not one of those sports you could just just step into look at the johnis the johnis onto the kubo video he's one of the best athletes in the world he looked horrible swinging a baseball bat oh my god so unathletic yeah it was it looked so unathletic exactly you answered he went from being the most athletic person in the world to like what like who is that guy batting i was like i know 10 year olds that swing better than that you know it's just it's it's different it's really a different game it's a different game you got to have an acquired taste for it but i think with social media I think with TV now, I think that they're broadcasting the Little League World Series way more like the regionals yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I um, they're golf, they're golfing. My bad. They're posting like way more inner city games, ESPN three outlets, college yeah. games. I think baseball is gonna make a, a slight boom back, and now with the home runs being all crazy and stuff, and that's what that's all we want to see. Yeah, so like that's yeah, what the average that, that want to see. In, so yeah. I get it. Yeah, it helps. But it but helps. I think I think more people are gonna start liking baseball, and then. Don't forget Little League World Series rolling around. You know Sometimes what time love, that is. I love me the Little League World, World Series. Series. Why do we love the Little League World Series, Elijah? It determines our draft pick and our fantasy football league. Yes, I never love Little League more than ever. Yes. So, for again, to show how much of a baseball fan I, I am in our fantasy league, um, I do a, a, a fantasy draft, but I pick out of a hat, and then that picks the order for the players to pick their Little League World Series region team. Whatever place their team comes in in the Little League World Series is their pick in our fantasy draft. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had breaking news. What's that breaking news? Uh, your boy Dylan just had the kids. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know Congratulations. that. Congratulations. But it's crazy because his son is almost, his birthday of his son is almost my birthday. But, oh, that would have been lit. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so shout, shout out to Dylan, Dylan Campelli. Shout out. Congratulations. <laughs> he has guys. a little burrito running around now. Uh, yeah, man. Honestly, I just want kids to get tougher. And just, you know, I just want, I want sports and I want inner city sports to get back to work. Inner city youth sports to get back to where it is. Yeah. I, I want think, kids to enjoy, you know. Yeah. I think, I think basketball and football is, it's, it's always going to be It could booming. be a little better. But it, yeah. it could be a little better, but it's always going to stay booming. Yeah. I think, but I think baseball is on the, I think ba- baseball is going to come on the rise again a little bit yeah. on, on all spectrums, yeah. no matter what race. Cause I just think. 
there's just too many things. There's too many screens and not to look at. And 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 baseball's getting some screen time now. Yeah. Like so I'm just seeing it a lot more, and I think. I think it's a great thing, and I wish it could grow. Like, I wish I could hit the lottery tomorrow because I would – the first thing I would do besides take care of my family is Open revamp. Up. Like, I would make a baseball plan to revamp baseball, not just for me and benefit me, but just for kids, kids in general. Like, yeah. I just, like – just to play on a nice field, yeah. you know? Like, something like that makes all makes the difference in the world. It's like if you live yeah. work in a crappy office. It really office. makes all the difference yeah. in the world. Like, if a kid could play a nice night game on a beautiful field on a Sunday, yeah. like – Changes and the whole perspective like, of the sport. It's a, yeah, exactly. It yeah. changes it, and you, your your parents are cheering for you. Like when things are like that, it make uh, you know when things are done do with it. love. Yeah. Then it, that's how you fall in love. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. when 100%. things look like crap, it it it, it grows into off. crap. Yeah. yeah it turns you you off. know, hundred percent. Well, one day, bro, we will change this world. Yeah, I got softball. Let <laughs> you get to your next. Athletic event, athletic yeah, so event. check it out. I'm always running. <laughs> so I got up today, 5 a.m., went all the way to Long Island, did the USA trials all the way from 9 to 4, drove two hours. We did this in Podcast. 40, 45 minutes, and right? about to be right on the run. Right, again. and now I'm about to be on the run and play two, double g- two games of softball. Up, where can the people find you at on social media if they don't already got you? All right, if you don't already have me, my social media following is turn to. Pinero, there is no underscore anymore no more because underscore. I got hacked. Remember, my Instagram oh, got hacked. Yeah, so yeah. I had four thousand followers. I had four thousand followers, and then I lost them all. So right now I'm at like fifteen hundred, I think, or something like that. So I'm kind of getting back within the last two months, but I got to get it more up. Um, yeah, but it's turn two Pinero fourteen. If you need to get it. Follow so it's it. turn and then the number You'll two, my him. last name, and then 14. Yeah, I also posted on the Instagram, on my Instagram page, on the Wavy New York Instagram page, the works, you know. But uh, anything else you want to leave the people with before we sign out? No, uh, thanks for having me. Um, it was dope. Um, uh, I love doing this stuff and talking about it. And uh, Clearly loves baseball. Yeah, clearly I love baseball. And uh, it's, I'm a little crazy about it because now I'm about to play two softball games that my girlfriend Nicole loves so much. So Yeah, shout right. out to Nicole. <laughs> Appreciate you for coming on, man. Guys, right. if you haven't done so, subscribe on iTunes. That's my roommate. That's my roommate. That's my roommate. Probably the only random roommate <laughs> I'll have besides my wife. That's my roommate. But, uh, yeah, man. Appreciate you, man. It's <laughs> all right. love. All love. Appreciate y'all. Until next time, stay tuned for the next episode of the Wave Podcast. Y'all have a good one. Peace.